0: hello and welcome to another episode of the cloak i'm your host white out and today we have a special episode um originally i wasn't gonna plan to post an episode but i'm dedicated to having an episode posted and of course providing you guys with information and stories um as well and so today you know i have a couple of news articles and a very good story um with uh it's missing four and one it's definitely very intriguing of course and has all the you know points of you know the mystery that missing four one cases carry now before we begin the one of the stories that i want to talk to you uh, guys about is this meteorite uh, i don't know if you guys have heard of this of uh, recent um you know i i Pay very good attention to some of the some of the things that are happening um, around the world with scientists. You know, new discoveries and stuff like this, especially when it comes to um, outer space. And so, uh, I don't know if you guys remember better. Back in two thousand eight, there was a meteor that kind of like exploded over the Nubian Desert. Now, fragments like spread all over, and this took place um, again over Sudan. Um, and, And it was one of those interesting things that. You know, they, of course, scientists try to trace, you know, some of the meteorites uh, up to where they uh, they would have originated. And so, you know, they did a lot of recovery and they did a lot of research. Uh, and, and it looks like they did some tracing of the of the meteorite. And so they as, as they did, you know, the information they gathered everything. I mean, it's been, you know. Over a decade of them gathering all this information, and so they have determined that this unknown object. Um, now this story again, it's in development, but they found out that this uh fragment, there's a good chance that it belongs to something that is much, much, much bigger. Now, this is a you know, this fragment that broke off that's known as. Uh, 2008 tc3 um they've been they, they've been analyzing the the uh, fragments for, i guess like a, for a very long time and they have traced it what could be you know something that's unprecedented in astronomy because they believe it's belongs to something that's much bigger passing through space now i don't know the details. Of what they, you know, what led them to believe this information. Now, this object was hurling object as above that became known as the Aus, uh, I'm gonna totally butcher it, uh, Mahara Sita. It's a collection of roughly 600 meteorite fragments, uh, painstakingly recovered by researchers. Again, like I said, they had a team looking through this. Um, now, scientists are saying that is it surprisingly suggests, the results suggest, an existing of something larger with water-rich parent body. It, isn't that, like, f- it's fucking fascinating. You know, they believe that whatever's out there that was hurtling through space has water. Um, and so that's... That, I mean that is like fascinating and again very interesting and, and that's not the only thing coming out of space astronomers have now confirmed a exoplanet with a truly strange orbit of sorts um, they call it planet 9 uh, most over 4300 uh, confirmed exoplanets have been discovered up to date uh, but this one is about roughly fifteen thousand year orbit around a binary star, um, and you know they're calling it HD ten six nine zero six B, clocking at eleven times the mass of Jupiter. Um, it is fifteen million years, uh, million years old, and um, the orbit uh, and the other end. The orbit to the star is 100 days, but the whole system itself is 336 light years away. Um, So it is quite massive. And and one of the other things that I also want to talk to you about, uh, again, coming out of space, a mysterious radio signal has been detected uh, coming from uh, one of our neighboring stars, the Proxima Centauri. And so, you know, they're kind of, I mean, it's in development, right? This is all information currently in development, but they have detected this strange radio signal. There's some type of pattern uh, and it's currently it's being looked into. They're trying to figure it out. Um, Now, the system is just about 4.2 light years away from Earth. And so, I mean, again, like I said, it's in development. Very interesting stuff. Um, and some some of the other things that uh, I wanted to talk about is that in Texas, there's been a large spike of UFO sightings um, coming down from, all the way from Austin, uh, Dallas, and uh, San Antonio, and the. the um these these like the southern area close to laredo that kind of area uh there's been large amount of clusters of ufos uh orbits These orbs flying around together like in a weird pack formation they've been seen out there uh i got a uh, one of the stories that i have uh, about one of the many many people that had seen these clusters as coming from a utility worker and they were out there working i believe in san antonio and they were doing something in, in in the neighborhood somewhere and you know this is the middle of the day and one of the guys noticed that there's this weird cluster up at the sky you know and, and, and they're not moving they're just together in some kind of formation and they tried to you know v- you know recorded video and you know the i saw some of the clips some of the pictures they it just wasn't great quality i mean there were so far but you could see there's some i'm trying to see if i can you know have it analyzed and, and maybe even look into a little bit more deeper but there was about six, seven people uh, in the team of these utility workers that were working. I believe there were uh, electricians uh, for the city, I believe they were doing something and they were standing outside and they look up and they see this cluster. And I believe from what I from what I was told is that there was other people, you know, in, in the neighborhood, other, other citizens um, looking up in the sky. There might be a lot more but if you're in texas and if you have any of these videos you know shoot me a dm you know uh write in our comments on facebook or on twitter and we will post it and you know to give us some information of what you saw um you know these guys were saying that the these cluster like were when once they started moving uh you know they didn't stay too long up in the sky at some point they started moving they they believe it lasted something like maybe under two minutes, and they started moving all together very fast. No sound whatsoever, and it was very very interesting. Now, speaking of no sound, of objects in the sky, you know uh, one of the many things that I've you know come to experience many strange things. And the other day, I was actually helping my father uh, put in some lights in the in in his house, uh, Christmas lights course and there was this strange looking light up in the sky and this is like seven o'clock at night or something like that and I look up and there's a strange light and it's and it's moving very strange you know it's very like a like a weird snake kind of like maneuver but I notice it has this small little blinking light and, and, and the tail of it now again I've seen this, and it's moving very strange. I've never seen a jet move in like a weird snake, like S formation, you know, very smooth. It was so smooth, and the uh, curves were very tight, and so it was very strange to see. And the other thing is, it was making no sound. Now, this thing was flying right above us, and I look at it, and I go, oh, look, that's a very strange jet. Uh, to my to my dad and it's like it's not making any sound but look how fast it's moving and he looks up and he 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 noticed the same thing that it's not making any sound or anything uh and he's like Are you sure that's a jet i was like yeah i mean maybe you know but it's definitely man-made it has a small little blinking light and the back of the much larger light and you know and it, and it just takes off really quick it was one of these things that it was I, i've never seen a you know, man-made vehicle like that move that fast. And I lived most of my life near a base. So I'm very familiar with a lot of these, uh, a lot of these vehicles, you know, because I've been really up close to some of these. And so, you know, I I just never seen anything like that. But uh, for our story for today, we're looking at the strange, mysterious disappearance of, James Griffin. Now, Griffin was at a national park, and Olymp- the Olympic National Park, which we've talked about before, up in Washington. He was hiking near Boulder Creek. Uh, and there's a trail out there, and he disappeared actually in December 22nd. Now, James here is uh, at the time of his disappearance, he was six years old, uh, and you know he he was a loner. You know he he was single. Uh, He lived alone, and he was last seen by a hiker, actually, at this Olympic um, hot springs. And he was seen around 4 p.m. at the last known sighting of him. And, you know, he what ends up happening is that he failed to show up to a Christmas Eve dinner that he had planned with some friends. Now, again, like I said, he was retired, single, and he lived alone. Um, he did have a dog named Bud, and which he took with him uh, to this hike. Um, there was about 10 rescuers uh, for search and rescue from the Olympic Mountain Rescue Team, and they went to go aid uh, with along with the Emergency Management Unit uh, with search and rescue uh, canine unit. And so they went out there looking for him now family members of griffin said that he was a hiker an avid hiker nonetheless and he knew his way around the woods he knew how to be out there with nature you know what i mean and so it's very they they found it to be very strange now as i continue on with the story you're going to hear about about some of the people who knew them who knew him very well uh now, he did carry a uh, day pack that was found about roughly half a mile from the trailhead of Boulder Creek. Now, he was in the peninsula area and was about 50 feet off the trail of the, uh, where the pack was found. Now, leaning against a log, they found uh, what looked like also his camera, uh, a stove, food, water snacks a fire starter of some sort and he also had a coke that was like opened there was a plastic uh, coffee mug as well and there was a there was food that was like started but it wasn't it wasn't finished there was no signs of any struggle uh his stuff was all there you know his camera and which uh he had they know he had just used it because when they opened the camera, they found a picture that he had just taken, and so he they knew that he had used the camera uh recently, and you know they did a week long rescue, and they didn't find anything uh This continued on for quite some time um and what ends up happening is on january twenty fifth two thousand fifteen James's body was actually recovered by a um actually around the third mile near nearly a thousand feet vertical on a on a trail. Uh which was odd because here's the thing Griffin James had um I wouldn't say a messed up leg, but he had issues with his leg. You know, which was one of the things that we've talked about before about these type of people who go out there into the wilderness into these nature uh, walks these hikes and there's always this one thing that they have an issue with and it's like um they have some kind of uh uh you know issue with either a knee a back or you know they they're older people individuals Um, There's they have some capacity that enables them to hike up a hill or climb up the side of a mountain or anything like that. Anything difficult uh, going through rough terrain would be a challenge for these individuals. And so usually they don't particularly go through these trails and, and it would be very odd for them to go and do that and so that's one of the things that happened here with james now at some point they believe he became maybe disoriented and he went off trail for some reason um they're not quite sure why he did that uh why he went off trail but they they do have evidence that he didn't go off trail um and so they're not again like i said they're not sure why he stepped off trail and became lost um you know, he again, like I said, he made a climb through a steep hill where his body was found. Now, if if it was dark and you can't see anything on the walk of the uphill, you could lose control, maybe trip, fall and roll uh, and severely hurt yourself very bad. And and so that's again, like that's one of the things that they looked into because uh, the uh, doctor who did the autopsy, I believe it's Eric Kizil did the autopsy for James, cited his death as uh, hypothermia. Now, his brother, Robert, in an interview said that it was all really odd. Um, It's just that no one, I quote here, is just one of those things that happened and nobody will ever know what the reasons were for him going up this hill. And I agree with his brother. Why would James go up this hill? Like I said, he left all his stuff. He went up to climb a hill and then died of hyperthermia. Very odd. Why did he become disoriented if if that's what investigators believe and then get lost in the dark? The trail is very well marked. It is very difficult to get lost off this trail according to park rangers and uh, other avid uh, hikers uh, of this park. Uh, They confirmed that Dave didn't find any kind of drugs or alcohol in his uh, in his body. So it was very strange for him to go again, like I said, off trail. So why would he just go off trail? And there's something again, like I said, it's very odd for him to just drop his backpack off near this tree, live all his, you know, food and stuff there, you know, and go on this other hike he didn't have anything on him as far as like food or you know a bottled water or anything they really didn't find anything else and so again it kind of defies logic again like I said he had an old uh, leg injury is what he had so he wouldn't want to climb a vertical wall you know go up a hill that uh, over a thousand feet high in the dark like why would he do that you know it doesn't make any sense and the only thing that I could think of is that something scared him you know he was out there and then you know he put his stuff down maybe to take a picture you know maybe he wanted he was gonna eat take a picture or he had just taken pictures and he was gonna eat and then something came along or someone and scared him here's the thing he wasn't attacked there was no animal attack on him. He wasn't marked, he wasn't scratched, he wasn't bitten or anything like that. So, you know, what could have scared him to go up through this, like, climb? You know, you really got to think about that. What would scare a man to go up a climb while he has an old leg injury that would not help him go up this hill, do this climb? Through this rough terrain, why would he do that? Why would he climb this wall, uh, only to end up the way he ended up uh, behind some thick brush? So, it to me, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, I've looked at this case trying to figure out what the, uh, you know, there is again, again, like there, there is, um, there is wildlife that could have attacked him you know there is a certain element of that but here's the thing his body doesn't show any evidence of it so like again like I said what happened was he chased to something that looked like maybe a Bigfoot you know and it attacked him maybe it you know it threw a rock at him and hit him hard or something like that And he took off running or, you know, he was, there was rocks being thrown at him by a, by a Bigfoot or something like that. And again, theory, this is all theory, very speculatory, but you know, what if something like that happened? You know what? He was being chased by a Bigfoot or something like that. Because again, like I said, what would scare a man who has an injury and scare him to go up? this climb that just doesn't make any sense i mean think about it uh and again like the like i said i mean they looked into all the evidence that was left he left his backpack you know if he was going to go on an extended walk or move he would have taken food and maybe a bottled water maybe you know a stick or something like that Um, but like I said, you know, his body was found, uh, luckily for, uh, dogs, they had the, uh, like I said, there was a canine unit search and rescue and the dogs were able to find him, find his body. Uh, and so, you know, in this case, the dogs did help, but again, what made him go up this area? It doesn't make any sense. Why would he leave all his stuff, take nothing with him, and go up a thousand feet? It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Like you can, like his brother Robert said, you know, he went up a thousand vert, uh, vertical feet above Boulder Creek, this hiking trail, but nothing explains him doing that. Like, why? There's no reasoning behind it. So it's, you know, it's going to be one of those things. Again, another case where we won't, we won't never know. You know, it's going to leave us wondering what happened to James Griffin out there on Olympic National Park. I don't know, you know, it's a mystery. I mean, I could go all day long with theories and assumptions. And, you know, I've talked about this before, you know um you know it's very difficult it's very difficult to think what could have happened to him you know and again we don't know you know it's just one of those things that happened and we will never know the reasons for it again i guess i hope you enjoyed this episode tell your friends share comment and again give us a rating on itunes that's how other people are able to find us and hit us up on facebook and twitter if you have anything that you guys want to talk about And if you have any theories, I'm James Griffin, and hopefully you guys enjoy the holidays with your friends and family. Again, stay safe, wear a mask, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Laters.